And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Success Story Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Clary. On this podcast, I have candid interviews with execs, celebrities, politicians, and other notable figures, all who have achieved success through both wins and losses, to learn more about their life, their ideas, and their insights. I sit down with leaders and mentors and unpack their story to help pass those lessons on to others through both experiences and tactical strategy for business professionals, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Without further ado, another episode of the Success Story Podcast. Today, I am with Ahmed Imam, who is a, a relatively well-known LinkedIn personality, influencer, brand. Now, uh, what Ahmed's currently doing, he's working with the world's greatest speakers, thought leaders, business minds, and he is an ambassador that provides opportunities for business leaders. So we're speaking about Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Sir Richard Branson, and he helps facilitate and bring these events to life for all these prolific speakers. Um, that's an incredible job that he does, but also uh, he's a LinkedIn authority. He's built his own personal brand on LinkedIn to over 300,000, and I'm gonna get an exact number from him. I think it's like 340 or something and change. Um, he speaks internationally on personal brand himself, um, and he uh, always educates and teaches on how to stand out um, in a world that is increasingly busy and increasingly noisy. So thank you. I appreciate and I'm excited to sort of learn, you know, where you came from, um, what you're doing with, uh, with all these, with all these, you know, brand name uh, influencers and events that you're running, but also like your story with, you know, why are you doing what you're doing on LinkedIn? How did you get into that? Um, and just the whole, the whole three, six, but thank you. I really, really appreciate that you sitting down. Thank you, thank you for having me. And I appreciate that, uh, that warm introduction. Um, I, I don't know if it's deserved, but thank you. <laughs> nah, well, you know, listen, uh, I'm sure that it's probably, it's probably not even doing justice. Um, not a lot of people have done what you've done just in terms of your own personal brand. So right off the bat, that's incredibly impressive. But walk me through, like, let's start, you know, from, you can take it back to high school, you can take it back pre-high school if you have great origin stories, whatever you want, and, uh, and let's go from there. Yeah, no problem. Um, look, uh, I'll, t I'll take it back to the beginning. Um, so I was actually born in Egypt. I, my background is Egyptian. Um, both my parents are Egyptian, of course. Uh, we immigrated to Australia when I was uh, about four years old. Um, and when I arrived in Australia, I actually couldn't speak a word of English. I, I knew Arabic, but I couldn't speak a word of English. And so I was put into school, um, had no idea how to communicate and kind of just picked up the English along the way. Um, we, when we arrived in Australia, we literally lived in a motel for about six months, you know, so my parents were starting from scratch. 
my father had a PhD, but you know, similar story to a lot of immigrants. You know, once you arrive in a different country, sometimes it doesn't translate. Um, and so we we had very humble beginnings. Um, when I started school, probably when I was about five or six, um, I felt very different. I mean, I I looked different, I sounded different, um, and I just felt very different. Um, I call my school years the pain years or the awkward years. Um, and I experienced a lot of a lot of bullying during that time. In fact, I was bullied for a good 10 years because of the fact I was different and I looked different and I sounded different. Um, and it really affected me at that time. And as we know, when we're children, especially up to the age of, let's say, 15 or 16, that's when we're developing a concept and idea of, of who we are in this world. Um, and so the, the bullying led to really, really low self-esteem and, and low confidence. Um, it got to the stage when I was about, say, 15, where my self-esteem was so low as a result of all the bullying, I couldn't even look people in the eyes. Um, you know, that's how shot my confidence was. Um, I couldn't communicate with people. I just, I just felt like I didn't even deserve the voice space. Um, and that continued up until, let's say, age 18. When I was 18, a significant moment that I remember is I was working at a pizza place. And uh, my job was to make pizzas and, and to wash dishes. You know, it was just a, just a normal um, restaurant type gig. Um, and my boss at the time, um, the owner of the pizza place, was just someone that uh, saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. You know, and sometimes it takes, you know, only one person to completely change your trajectory. Um, and so we got along quite well. He was very entrepreneurial. When I was about 20 and I'd been working there a couple of years, I, I decided to, to move on and, and you know, see what else I can do with my life. And uh, my boss sat me down. And keep in mind at this stage, I'm still you know, low self-esteem, low confidence, still not being able to look people in the eyes. You know, working in an environment like that helped a little bit because you're constantly in contact with people. But he sat, to, sat me down and he said, look, I see something special in you. Um, and I really do believe in you, but I want you to believe in yourself. Um, and he said, I know you don't. Um, and he was absolutely right. I, I didn't believe in myself. I had no confidence in my abilities and I, I didn't even know what I was going to do. And he gifted me something that completely changed me. Um, he gifted me a 24 disc CD set, um, which was Personal Power 2 by Tony Robbins. Right. And at that time, that was Tony Robbins back in the day, right? When he looked like an accountant, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he had that funny hair and, and the suspenders. So I was looking at a picture of this guy. I'm like, I've, I don't know who this, I don't know who this man is. Never heard of him before in my life. I put on that first CD and I was just, I was drawn in. I mean, just something about his voice um, and the way he engaged and the things that he was talking about. I'd never really considered self-improvement at that time. Um, and so I listened to that first CD, I was hooked and I then started that 30 day program and I did that religiously and it completely changed things up. Um, fast forward to today, I've been on a journey for the last 15 years to build my confidence and to build my courage. And, uh, the way I did that was just to completely take myself out of my comfort zone, every opportunity I could. Um, so I remember volunteering to MC weddings, um, volunteering to do sales presentations, speaking presentations, any way that I could actually challenge some of my fears, I would do that. And it was quite literally a 10 to 15 year journey of going from not being able to look people in the eyes to, you know, being the person that I am now where I am confident. I truly believe in myself. I can go on stage in front of hundreds of people and speak. I can create content and inspire people now, but it didn't start off that way. And the beautiful thing about that story is I'm now in a position, as you mentioned earlier, where 
um, I'm now aligned with a company called Success Resources. And they bring people to the stage like Gary V, like Jay Shetty, like Richard Branson. And uh, they've been working with Tony Robbins for a good 15 years. Um, so to start my journey in self-improvement with Tony Robbins and to end up in a position that I'm at now is just, is just incredible. Sometimes I've got to pinch myself. Now, my LinkedIn journey started in 2018, uh, probably literally about 18 months ago. Um, I did not try and build a strong brand on LinkedIn. That wasn't my intention initially. My intention was to actually go outside of my comfort zone, create content, and put myself out there to challenge myself, just like I would with anything else. Um, but what happened was incredible. You know, I, I would put out a video, and mind you, my very first video took me about one hour to record a 47-second video. You know, that's, that's how scared I was of content creation, putting myself out there because it was new to me. Yeah. Um, but, but LinkedIn is a very forgiving platform. Uh, people resonated with what I had to say. And gradually, I built up that momentum in terms of my, you know, my experience doing video and putting out content to the point where people now reach out to me for advice on content creation and, and brand building and, uh, and confidence. So it's been an incredible journey. So that's, it's a beautiful story. I appreciate that. Um, I tease it up and I've actually heard the story from uh, several other individuals that have spoken about Tony Robbins' early works. And I don't think I've ever realized until I started speaking about people's personal journeys, how much of an impact he has, but it shows you, it shows you that when you are confident in your message and you're confident when you put out there and what you put out there is authentic and, and it can really literally change someone's life. And like, you're, you're like quite literally living proof of that. So and the amazing thing is that, yeah. and sorry to cut you off, it's no, noble. No, so I mean, if Tony Robbins has inspired all these people, including myself, and then I am now going out of my way to try and build confidence in others, I mean, that, that snowball and flow and effect of the amount of people that he's inspired uh, firsthand and secondhand is incredible. And, and the man's been doing this now for 40 years. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know. No, I know. He's been doing it. He's like, he's one of the originals. So what what is i guess what what has led you to because obviously your career has been long um and you started to build out this content as almost like a challenge to yourself it wasn't purposefully meant to be like something monetized it wasn't purposely meant to be something that you could actually use to drive opportunity so well what point during your career did you realize like i want to work with success resources I love what they do. And I think it's actually relatively recent, if I'm not mistaken. And correct me if I'm wrong. But it is actually, yeah. 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 So, so when did you start to, because this brand was not new, this 300,000 plus followers takes a while to build up. So was it just gradual? You just started getting opportunity and then you started to align your career with what your interests and your passions were. What was that step like? Because you didn't just start posting on LinkedIn. You took a video and then all of a sudden you have opportunity switching to success. You, you obviously had like a career in something before you pivoted to, to what you're doing now, correct? Yeah, correct. So, so prior to this, um, I mean, over the last 10, 15 years, I've, I've generally been in sales, in sales roles, mm -hmm. um, sales, sales management, sales leadership type roles. Um, for the past six years or so, I've actually been in property. Um, so I was, I was within the property space, probably more the, the buying space um, as opposed to the selling space. Um, and look, property is always something I've been passionate about. I'm, I'm a property investor in my personal life. Um, and, you know, I can sit down with you over a cup of coffee and talk property. But I got to the stage over the last couple of years where I was working with a business coach who, who was incredible in, in having me just unfold um, me 
and, and who yeah. I am. And we went through a process where I started to articulate my values. Um, and through that process, I was actually able to articulate my mission based on my journey and the things that really mean the world to me. You know, and, and my mission is to help a million people destroy their doubt and build the confidence and courage they need to live their best life. Right? And, and when I think about that mission, um, property didn't really fit into that equation. And so I wanted to be in a space where I was not only around people that were doing something similar, um, but I could be in a space where I could, I could influence some change. Um, and so I made a decision last year. It was very recent. I made a decision last year. I'm like, I need to start going on a path that is more aligned with the things I like talking about and the way I like to actually serve and help people. Um, and so success resources came up. I mean, I, I've been following uh, the director there, Michael Lane, on LinkedIn for some time, uh, just because I love what he does and um, I love the things that he organizes, the events, the people he brings to the table. Um, and I reached out to Michael and I sent him a message and I said, um, Michael, I, I love what you're currently doing and I would love to be involved in some capacity. Can we have a call to just discuss how, how that might work? Um, and he said yes, which, which was amazing. Uh, and we had a phone call um, and I said just that. I said, look, Michael, I've been following you for some time. I love the people you bring out. I love what they represent and I love what you stand for. Um, and I'd, I'd like to be involved in some capacity if I can assist. Uh, and he said, uh, look, Ahmed, I've been following you now for the last 12 months. Um, I know what you're all about. Let's make something happen. You know, And yeah. I was blown away. And that speaks to the power of content creation, the power of actually building your brands through content and video content to the point where you don't need to pitch yourself. You know, you can speak to someone that you admire and they say, let's make something happen. And that's what, that's what, you know, everyone you spoke about, like Tony Robbins didn't have, of course, social media to the extent we have, but you know, Gary Vee and whatnot, that's, that's all they preach now. And that's where they, that's where they double down and go all in on. So I know I speak to, I, I speak to, I speak uh, about Gary Vaynerchuk and I love his strategies on social, but if you listen to his, his origin story, he just speaks about, listen, I built myself from, you know, answering every single tweet and, and going all in on YouTube in early days. And that's how Gary Vaynerchuk was built. And now he's yeah. worth $160 million. There was yeah. no magic. Like he didn't have a famous family. He, he didn't have, he had a, okay, he had a family owned wine business. But that wasn't, you know, uh, that wasn't going to retire anybody to any extent until he's, you know, maybe he built it up a little bit, but his brand, his name that allowed him to launch like VaynerMedia and allow him to be turned VaynerMedia into like one of the largest marketing companies. That was all just hustle and content and social. And that's and, it. Yeah, I, I love the way Gary Vee approached it. And he, he brought this, this humanity side of things to social media, constantly talking about kindness and, and giving back. And a lot of people don't really talk that. Um, a lot yeah. of icons just stick to their thing, whether it's, you know, sales or, or leadership or whatever it is. He, he talks kindness and he preaches kindness as an entrepreneur. Um, but I can relate to that, obviously, on a very, very smaller scale. Yeah. Um, it's about connecting. You know, if I was to explain how I built my following, it was yeah. connecting in actually, actually reaching out to people. Um, I can't tell you how many days I've fallen asleep trying to respond to people's comments just, just because I'm appreciative of the fact that they've responded to my post. So actually connecting on that level. Um, the next thing is engaging, engaging as much as you can. So I spent a good 30 minutes every single day. And on, on, you know, when I first started, I mean, it was, it was a good couple of hours just engaging on other people's posts, you know, liking and commenting on posts that I saw in the newsfeed from people that I didn't know and some that I did um, to try and one, 
show support to them, but also try and work with that law of reciprocity. You know, when they see my post there, they're, you know, they're then likely to engage as well. Um, and I did that religiously and consistently. Um, the next thing was posting. You know, I had a very consistent posting schedule. I figured out LinkedIn um, as a platform. I did a lot of research and realized that posts generally last for about 24 to 48 hours on LinkedIn, and then they kind of just go into a black hole. Um, and so I realized if you're only visible for 24 to 48 hours, you have to create content at least once every 24 to 48 hours. You've got to be posting at least that. And if you're posting at least once every 24 to 48 hours and remaining in the newsfeed, and you're also engaging, so you're further in the newsfeed from you know, other people's posts, you're going to make some traction there if you're doing that consistently. Um, and the next thing, and probably the strongest, most important one, is building a community. You know, so making sure that you're focused on building a community and showing love to the people that consistently support you. Um, and it might start off with one, one person. It might start off with one person that you consistently see support you on your post. Um, it grows to two, three, four, all of a sudden you've got 50, 60, and they're constantly supporting you. That's your community. That's your tribe. And you've got to show as much love to them as possible. And that means support their work, um, engage with them, actually get to know them, um, know what they do. Um, and so I, for me, that was a very slow and gradual process. Um, but I must say, um, and I'm sure, you know, for Gary V, it worked the same way. And for me, like I said, it's on a very, very minor scale compared to Gary V, of course. But at some point, you hit a tipping point. And from that point, things start to increase exponentially. Um, I guess it's like anything in life. I guess it's like compounding when we're talking dollars mm -hmm. and property and money. Um, it starts off slow in terms of your following um, being built up in a community that you build and the traction and engagement that you're receiving. And then it reaches a point where you just start to increase exponentially because all of these people that are supporting you are now giving you access to their network and a lot more eyes are on your posts and, and on your profile. And so for me, the journey hasn't been building a brand or trying to build a brand or trying to be this content creator, but it definitely led me on that path. And I realized that it was something that I was, I was really good at. Um, you know, now I'm, I, I, I take pride in putting out, you know, good quality, edutaining content, educational, entertaining, and if it inspires people, um, which I receive feedback that it does, it just, it warms my heart. It's brilliant. Um, and so if I can spread my message and share my story in the same way I'm doing with you now through my content, and that yeah. helps people, then brilliant. I love that. Now, this is like a, this is like a, a LinkedIn masterclass and it's, uh, it's motivational for people, I would hope, that haven't really gotten into building out uh, their own brand. I think there's a lot of inhibition. I don't think that a lot of people, unfortunately, approach life the way that you have in the sense that you're saying, I wanna challenge my flaws, I wanna challenge the things that I'm not good at. It's a very difficult mindset to, use and, and that's a difficult lens to look at life through. So how do you make it a little less scary when you're first starting so that it's not this huge, enormous, oh, 300,000 people, holy shit. How do I ever even communicate with 300,000, let alone, let, let alone 10,000, let alone a hundred, right? And it seems like, it seems like it's like monumental task. It's like, oh, I, you know, posting five times a day or posting three times a day or I don't know how to write copy. I don't know how to do graphic design. God forbid I have to make a movie or a film. So where do you start? What would you recommend? Um, okay. So I'll, I've spoken to a number of people and, and where they procrastinate the most or, or the thing that prevents them from starting is actually um, either a lack of confidence, um, as in a, a fear of being judged or a fear of putting yourself out there. What do I even talk about? 
or they have a lack of content ideas and topics. And, and again, they don't know what to kind of touch on. Should I keep it simple? Should I keep it complex? They don't know how to edit content um, or what that even looks like. There's a number of reasons that people don't start, but majority of reasons, surprisingly, is actually just a lack of confidence in relation to putting out content and what that would mean in terms of being judged and, and putting yourself out there, which I completely understand and relate to. My message is this. Um, nobody actually cares what you look like. Nobody cares what you sound like, but what they do care about is your message, right? So if you have a message that you know can actually help someone, and it could be anything. It could be a message related to your niche. It could be a message related to confidence like I speak about, whatever it is. If it's a message that you know can help someone, you've actually got the obligation to share it. Um, and it was actually Tony Robbins that said, when you're, when you're looking through the lens and being self-conscious and worrying about the way people are going to perceive you, it's actually a kind of selfish thing to do. You know, and if, if that's preventing you from spreading a message that, you know, can help people, then that's why you've got the obligation to share it. So my message is to actually share your message and focus on your message as opposed to focusing on yourself and what that might look like by putting yourself out there. And the best way to do that is if it's if it's LinkedIn, for example, and you're looking to create content, um, speak to people in the same way that you speak to your clients. If you're having a one on one face to face coffee with one of your clients and you're just talking about you, your journey and the services and offering that you have, content creation is no different. Talk to people as if you're talking to that person, just one-on-one, -on -one, as if there's someone sitting in front of you having a coffee and you're just talking to them organically. Um, and that's the way you actually connect. Now, in addition to that, if you want to actually um, put something out with some substance, make sure you understand your audience. Who is your audience? You know, are you actually selling a local product? or are you selling a global product? If you're selling a global product, you know, building a global brand and audience might be nice for some dopamine hits, but it's not gonna do anything for your business. You know, so you gotta think about where your brand is and, and what your brand looks like in the future. My brand right now is global, um, and I want to um, target my audience globally. I've got a global offering in a number of capacities. Um, so that's, that's now important to me. So once you understand your audience, you'll then be able to hopefully understand their pain points, understand what problems you're trying to solve for them, understand what questions they're actually asking, and then you can put out targeted content that actually answers those questions as opposed to taking a blind shot in the dark and coming up with a content idea and going, yeah, I hope that hits the mark. Um, you can actually do a lot more research. We know we've got, the, we've got the luxury of Google right now where we can literally type in anything and find out what people, your audience, your target audience are actually asking and so there's, there's a number of ways to, um, to approach this. But to answer your question at the very beginning, if you're procrastinating because of a fear of being judged or a lack of confidence or whatnot, just focus on your message and keep that very simple. And I would also ask that you go through the process of articulating your values, your personal values. So for example, um, I went through the process of articulating my values with my business coach and I came up with my top five core values that literally govern everything that I do. So they, they govern you know, the relationships that I build and foster, um, the business relationships I choose to get into, um, you know, the, the friendships that I make. Literally everything that I do revolve around these five core values. And for me, it's, it's kindness, optimism, growth, integrity, respect. Um, and I can rattle that off so easy because I, I know that. You know, that's, that's at my core right now. Um, and once you understand your core values, all of your content will revolve around that. 
every single piece of content you put out should touch on one of those values. You don't have to mention those values, but people should feel that from you, from your content. Um, and so that's an important exercise. Once you understand your values, then articulate your story, your brand story. So I went through my story earlier because that's, that's me. That's how I got to the point where I am now. And I like to say confidence is simply having the courage to speak your truth. You know, when you can speak to your story truthfully, um, as difficult as it might be, and there are people out there with far more painful stories than I have, um, once you can speak the truth of that story and you've got the courage to do that, man, I mean, <laughs> it completely changes the game. And that's, that's how you get people to know you, like you, and trust you. That, uh, it just rings true with me. I, I appreciate you saying that. The, the, the ability to sort of like free yourself by owning your story. That, that, that line there gives me chills. I like it a lot. I, I really do like it a lot and I appreciate it because I think that's when, when you can get over that hump and you can just be 100% who you are, it's the yep. most free. It is, it is quite honestly the most free. And oh. then you take that and then you're saying you're transposing that into the content and, and that's, that's what people pick up on. For sure, that's what yep. people pick up yep. on. 100%. 100%. Um, and yeah. look, it's, it's not an easy process. It took me a long time to start speaking my truth and, and being able to share my story without a fear of, of being judged by it or, or people you know, having a wrong perception of me. And now I'm at the stage where I'm like, I, I don't care because it's my story. <laughs> you know, this is me. This is the reason that I am the way I am right now and what led me to it. And if I can tell that story and, and even one person feels something similar or is inspired by that, um, then brilliant. That's where I'm at. So that process is not easy. And that's why I say confidence has the, you know, confidence is simply the courage to speak your truth because it does require courage to, to just own that um, as painful as it might be. And I also think as you, as you own that, you put it out there, you're doubling down on your own confidence. You have to be confident because you will be tested. Like when you put yourself out into the world, like it's not, it's naive to think that you won't be tested because you get a lot of, you get a lot of positive, you get a lot of reinforcement, but there's also a lot of negative putting yourself out there. And that's something that I think makes you stronger and almost reinforces who you are when you can, when you can, even with the negativity that go, comes with putting yourself out there, trust me, the, the Gary V's, Tony Robbins, uh, Richard Branson's, uh, they, have, they, they have their share of, of trolls and haters online. Um, I think most recently Bill Gates is getting the most hate I've ever seen him get in, I think, his yeah. entire career. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what level you are. It doesn't matter who you are. There are people yeah. out there, regardless of what you do, that are just going to hate you for being you. You yeah, which is a, it's a tough thing to, and, but at the same time, you have to understand that for, for you to, for you to be honest, if you're doing things ethically, if you are doing things righteously and people are still hating you for being you, you know what, at the very end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. And you really have to be proud that they're taking time out of your day to even, even notice who you are, because that's, that's a success. That's a win on your part. And it's yeah. just sad on their part that they don't have anything better to do. But it, it, if somebody is so angry with you being you, well, listen, you're doing social media properly because that's the whole goal. You got to get <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, that's very true. And look, that's an issue with them. That's not an issue with you. 100%. And if, if they are that angry and spiteful of you just being you and all you've been doing is speaking your truth, then that's a brilliant way to filter out who is in and who is out of your tribe. So uh, I've, I've, yeah. got, I've got no issue with that. Um, so you build out this, you build, you start building out, you start posting your story, you start posting, um, you start noticing a little bit of a following. What, what's next? When do you, when do you realize this is a brand? This is something that I'm going to double down on. This has afforded me opportunities. 
what are those opportunities? What does it look like at 100,000 followers, if that's even a measurement that you want to go by? Is there, you know, there's a life cycle to, to doing this? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I really started to understand um, the gravity of what building a following and a brand is um, at that level, probably when I got to about maybe 50 to 100,000. Um, and that is when I started to realize that everything I was posting, um, everyone I was endorsing, everyone I was speaking about, people were listening, you know, as, as in people were genuinely taking that advice based on my recommendations. And I, I mm-hmm. had to stand back and go, wow, okay, this, this is, yeah, this is now a brand. So I've, I've now got to make sure that everyone I speak about, everything I align myself with is in line with that brand because people are actually taking my recommendations and being influenced by it. Um, it also really hit home when um, I started receiving all the opportunities I was receiving. So I mean, it, it, everything from, um, from speaking opportunities. After about six months, um, it took me about six months to get to about 50K, I believe. Um, at that time, I started getting inviting to speak at different events, right? It could be speaking about content creation, it could be speaking about a number of things. In 2019, last year, I mean, I went from doing zero speaking events in 2018 to doing 15 in 2019. And they were all speaking events that people approached me about. It's not like I was putting myself out there or sending people my speaking reel and trying to to get booked. These were people that approached me. Some were paid, some were not paid. And to be honest, I didn't actually care at that time because I was building my brand and I I was trying to understand exactly how I can serve people. So speaking opportunities is one. The ability to network on a global scale was just incredible. Um, the amount of friendships that I've been able to build, um, as in genuine friendships with people overseas in, in countries that I haven't even been to, has been incredible. And so when you're going to these events, speaking and networking, all those people then, if they like you, become part of your tribe. They then spread that message to other people. When people are seeing you create content online, um, people globally are reaching out to you and they're spreading your message to their network. So networking is a big one. Um, powerful collaborations, right? I did a collaboration with, um, with, with a good friend of mine from the States. We put out a video called the most epic music video in LinkedIn history. Right? I, I, I actually was, think I saw that. I, I, remember, I, didn't, I didn't realize it was you at the time when I saw it. It was a while back, but uh, yeah, I do remember it was, that. It was a while back. It was probably, um, I think it was maybe mid last year, I can't, I can't even recall now. It started off as a project that was just fun. I mean, it was, uh, I, I put out a few videos where I actually rap on LinkedIn, just, you know, just tongue in cheek type, um, type content. Um, and, uh, you know, a good friend of mine now, wasn't a good friend of me then, he's a good friend of me now, reached out to me and he said, look, why don't we collaborate? You can rap, I can beatbox, let's just do something fun in, in goodwill for LinkedIn. And so it started off as a very, you know, harmless, small project. And uh, as we started working on it, we thought, you know what, this is this has actually got some legs. Um, and we we started getting a lot of people involved. So we actually got 70 other people involved, as in seven zero other people involved in a project where they would do a quick cameo um, within the actual music video. Um, and we were... I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each 
with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn Jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn Jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. 
They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professional to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text SUCCESS, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. I actually able to get some pretty big hitters involved in that project. So we were actually able to get Damon John um, yeah. to cameo in the video, and we are able to get Claude Silver, um, Gary Vaynerchuk's chief heart officer as well. Um, and when they agreed to do that, it completely changed the game. <laughs> you know, at that point I was like, holy, holy moly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this has gone from being just an innocent video to now, featuring some pretty powerful people um and so we put that video out we were very very proud of it that video went viral it got got about two hundred thousand views and look this is linkedin mind you we're not talking youtube Two hundred thousand on linkedin is pretty decent um and it ended up getting the attention of inc and forbes and we actually featured in inc and forbes for content which was which was incredible um so powerful collaborations is one i started getting invited to um to podcasts and interviews i mean i mean just like just like you know having the pleasure of being on this podcast with you um but it just became a lot more frequent yeah now now i can probably say i get invited to maybe about three or four podcasts per week um, and get invited to at least a couple of interviews per week um and that's and that's consistent and that's just as a result of the brand that i built and the more following that i had the more that increased exponentially as well so i mean i've i've done podcast with numerous people i've i've got requests to interviews with numerous people i got invited to speak at uh, at vidcon you know vidcon for those that don't know is the largest um online video tech conference in the world um, and i got invited to speak at vidcon to speak about content creation as a result of my presence and content on linkedin um you can influence movements and this is the incredible thing so i mean late last year we had a situation in australia i'm sure you remember which was the the bushfires yeah right that the bushfires um you know 
destroyed not only a lot of the land here, but also killed a lot of the animals um, and killed a lot of people and left a lot of people homeless. Um, and so you can influence movements when you have a large following and, and that's, that's probably the most incredible part. So we put out a movement called hashtag dance for down under where we try to raise as much money as we can. And all you had to do was put out a piece of content of you dancing to the song. I come from a land down under, right? I come from a land down under. And we had people dancing to that song. And, and when we put out that hashtag, me and a number of other um, LinkedIn personalities from Australia, the response was incredible. Like we had maybe 50 or 60 people from around the world dancing, not just dancing, but dancing on LinkedIn, you know? And, and uh, it's it, not, it's not TikTok. It's, uh, <laughs> it's TikTok. we're talking people that are professionals here. So really jumping out of their comfort zones. And in doing that, they were able to, you know, we're able to raise funds and, and support that um, and support that as well. Um, other things I've experienced is, you know, like I mentioned with my situation with success resources, you can bypass interviews if you have a presence. And I, I started noticing that also started noticing people approaching me, asking me to work for them or, or having a discussion about that. Um, you get more leads. Um, you know, you have people coming your way that obviously have a look at your profile and, and reach out to you because they're interested in your offering. You can close more deals. And um, I, I noticed this, especially so probably my, in my previous role when I was doing property, um, I had built that social proof because I was putting out content at the time about property and position myself as an authority. Um, I found that people, when I first was speaking to them, were probably about 50, 60% through that decision-making process. Like all I had to do was really just have a chat to them. And, you know, I personally had to align with what they saw and they were more or less sold, which was incredible. So, I mean, the benefits have been just unbelievable. And if I tell you that my life has changed as a result of content creation, I'm not exaggerating. It literally has. Uh, but to answer your question, it probably all started when I hit about 40 or 50 K thousand followers and I started getting that traction and engagement. And um, yeah, I just kept that consistent. So uh, it was, it's been incredible, mate. Yeah, no, really good job. And, and I've, I've, I've heard similar. And I think that I just wanted to bring that out because, and I want to bring out when it started because six months is not a lot of work. First of all, I don't mean to, I don't mean to diminish obviously, but in, in all seriousness, in terms of having any sort of opportunity after yep. a six month mark, there's yep. not much else you can do in your life where six months later, someone's approaching you to speak on a topic or to discuss a topic. So it shows you how it shows you how even though in 2020 where social media has been around for quite some time, it's still something that people don't truly, I find, take advantage of properly. Yeah. And yeah. professional space is a big one. So professional space is a spot where I, like I, I'm, 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 we're aligned. We're 100 percent aligned. I think that going doubling down on LinkedIn, you could be somebody who wants to be a content. You want to be a you want to be a brand. You want to go out there. You want to be your own name, or maybe you just want to close some more deals, but yeah, yeah. You, it doesn't, you don't, you don't have to go all the way. You don't have to go all the way, but you can, you can start and, and you know, you start, I see the sales influencers, I see the marketing influencers and, and they're killing it and you, and they're hosting events and they're driving and you see, you see the companies leveraging that you see all the forward thinking companies leveraging these sales influencers to launch these online webinars and whatnot and you have the keynotes that are the people that you see on LinkedIn posting all the time. And those are the people that are getting the jobs that are driving the business that are basically leading huge multi-million dollar commercial operations and marketing campaigns. So it's this not is, like this, yeah. This is where it's at right now. I mean I yeah. mean and especially so for professional content because 
that hasn't really gone viral in a professional content space. I mean, we've, we've seen the Instagrams, you know, we're seeing the TikToks, you know, we've obviously seen the Facebooks, um, that what I call edutaining content where it's educational and entertaining at the same time hasn't really kicked off as yet. And we're just seeing the evolution of it now on, on LinkedIn, which is seriously exciting. Um, so I actually can't wait, but it doesn't matter if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, an employee, you've got a local business, you've got a global business, everybody can benefit from content creation because it just has that many benefits. Um, and it seriously does position you as an authority. Not to mention it's free marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's literally putting yourself out there for free. It costs maybe sweat equity, you know, maybe, maybe the time for you to actually, you know, create that content and edit it and whatnot. But you get to position yourself as, as an expert um, in your space and, and that gives you a no, number of other benefits. Um, the social proof, like I said, more leads, you close more deals. Um, not only that, it validates your customer's decision to buy from you. Because yeah. if, they, if they buy from you and then they see you out there putting out content, people responding and, and appreciating your content, they know that they then just bought from an expert and you've got yourself a loyal client. You know, it, it, make, it makes you a master. A lot of the time when I'm putting out content and a lot of topics I love talking about are success and, and mindset and, mm -hmm. and kindness and things that really resonate with me, anti-bullying, whatever it might be. When I put out content, if I'm not sure about a certain topic, I do my research because I want to make sure everything I put there is absolutely accurate, which means that the more I put out content, have a need to put out content, the more I need to research, the more it makes me a master on that topic. Yeah. And so, and so you're constantly reinforcing your knowledge in the same way that a teacher does when they teach their students, they have to, they have to then, you know, obviously research that topic and make sure that they're delivering it correctly. And in doing so, they learn more throughout the process. There are so many benefits to content creation and we're just on the cusp on LinkedIn, at least of, of figuring out exactly, um, you know, what that means. And I, I think my story is an example of just how far you can take it. And my following isn't huge, like relative to a lot of other people, you know, like, I mean, my following is very minuscule relative to them, but just the opportunities that have been presented to me as, as a result of just content creation blows me away when I think about it. And sometimes I even get a case of imposter syndrome, you know, I'm like, do I even deserve this? Um, you know, are people going to wake up one day and think that, um, you know, I'm just a big fake. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Some days I actually wake up like that. And other days I wake up and I'm a lot more confident and say, you know what? Um, if my content inspires people and I know that now it does, I'm going to continue delivering that message and I'm going to be consistent with it. And you got to, you got to, uh, you got to be strong in that too, because I think that once you achieve any level of success and recognition, no matter how outwardly strong you are, everyone will have that struggle, right? Because, but there are points where you validate, you can validate and you can use the discussions you have and you can use when you speak and you get that positive response that that's your sounding board for what you're putting out is valid and it's appreciated and it's good and it's, and it's true and it's, and you're knowledgeable in whatever you're speaking about. I think that, I think that you just have to, you have to be confident in what you do because, yeah. and, and you, you know, know I, just, I want to just say one, just sorry, one, one thing to, to just like double down on that point. It's even if you were, even if you were earlier on in your career, if you're speaking your truth and you're doing the research and you're putting out the content, you may not have 30 years experience, but, but the fact that you're doing the research, you're, you're understanding the points, you have an educated opinion about something and you're putting the effort in, I already think makes you, makes you allowed to speak about that. 
it I think you should be allowed to speak about that. And that's already a step that, you know, like good for you for taking that on. That's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And look, yeah. the point that I wanted to touch on, especially when we're talking social media and we see it a lot on Instagram, um, is that people, people give themselves titles, right? Um, so for the number of people on Instagram, for example, that have entrepreneur in a headline and they've never started a business or had a successful business. Um, we have to be conscious of that. So I heard from Lord Alan Sugar. Um, he said, if you want to start a business, if you want to start talking about something, make sure you've got the knowledge in it, make sure you've actually got the experience in it and make sure you're passionate about it. And so my message is that make sure you're talking about something that you've actually done, you know, cause we've seen business coaches out there that teach people how to do well at business and they don't even have a successful business themselves or people that are teaching personal branding and they haven't even built up a personal brand or people that are teaching how to create content and they don't create content, you know? So make sure you're actually just talking about something that you've done. And when you do, you can speak about it with so much conviction because you're speaking from that level of experience of having done it. Um, and that's so important, especially in a world of social media where you can give yourself titles and talk about things that you probably shouldn't be talking about. Um, so I hundred percent get your point. Um, and a lot of the time I've been, um, I've been giving myself that knowledge as much as I can. But when I talk to the points that I've actually done, the level of conviction and confidence I can, I can speak on that with is, is just next level. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, and by the way, I didn't really, uh, I, I didn't really ask you if you had a hard stop at any point when we first started. So if you do have to, if you have to like cut off at any point, apologies, I didn't, but I'm enjoying the conversation. So yeah, me too. if you're, if you're good, awesome. Okay. So I guess I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain on on LinkedIn in particular because obviously that's that's where you know you built out the majority of your following. Um, there's a few questions that I would love to dive into. Um, number one, I guess where would you see uh, the most value? Or the, do you see LinkedIn as probably being the best platform to engage in to start on content? Obviously. Uh, specific and keeping in mind what your audience is, but you think LinkedIn is still a good place to start. You think Facebook is too late, Instagram too late, Twitter too late, YouTube too late, TikTok perhaps awkward for some people. I don't know. What do you think about different platforms? Um, yeah, look, I, yes, I, I started my journey on, on LinkedIn. I've, I've been on Instagram before and um, it wasn't really my cup of tea. I've been on Facebook and decided to um, deactivate that because I was bored out of my brain. So when I started LinkedIn, I didn't really have strong hopes of it. But what I found was, was just the opportunity and the blue ocean was incredible. Um, so there's a number of statistics that I can rattle off. I mean, and Gary Vee talks about it all the time. You know, LinkedIn is now the Facebook of 2011, 2012, where they're just on the cusp of just growing and blowing out exponentially. My mindset from a social media standpoint, and when people approach me, they're like, if I was to just pick maybe one or two platforms, what platform should I pick? Right now, if I was to give my opinion, I would actually say, and it completely depends on what you do and who your audience is, for me and for people in a similar position to me and anyone professionally for that matter, in any profession, I'd probably say LinkedIn and TikTok. And TikTok might surprise a lot of people because LinkedIn and TikTok are probably polar opposites. But, but my rationale there is LinkedIn right now has 600 million users with 1 million people posting per day. You know, 40% of people are active, 60% are not. The, the amount of opportunity there for you to carve out your own niche within your industry, within your area, 
is unbelievable. And I don't care what profession you're in or what niche you're in, you can now start on LinkedIn, create content and position yourself as an authority and expert in that niche. We're not even near to being saturated just yet. In fact, we haven't even, you know, we haven't even hit that tipping point. A lot of people say, well, a lot of millennials aren't on LinkedIn. They are. You know, millennials are now making up a large proportion of the workforce and within the next five or six years, they're going to be the biggest majority of the workforce. They are on LinkedIn at present. You know, we've got like 87 millennials on LinkedIn right now and a lot of them are in decision-making roles. You know, so that means that you can be on LinkedIn, target your Gen X audience, target your millennial audience who are active on LinkedIn currently and position yourself as an expert with them and try and master TikTok as well because as we know, TikTok has majority of the Gen Z audience, meaning that you can approach LinkedIn, focus on that, target your existing audience, and then focus on LinkedIn and target your future, focus on TikTok and yeah. target your future audience. And then you have a combination of both. So I've, I've now felt like I've dominated LinkedIn and I'm now actually trying to grasp TikTok, <laughs> which is, which has been an interesting experience. I've, I've got a 17 year old stepdaughter who's actually teaching me, you know, the ins and outs of TikTok. Um, I've got four followers, so I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> I haven't put out any videos yet, but I'm just trying to research. And that's one thing that I do when I jump on any platform. I just, I just look at all the influencers that are on that platform now, what they're currently doing and seeing what works. Um, and for all the professional people that are thinking, I'm not going to go on TikTok and, and dance. You don't need to. If, if you go on TikTok right now and you look at people like what Gary Vee are doing, um, or there are, there are accountants on there, there are lawyers, there are brokers, um, and they're all doing their thing on TikTok just in a different way. Now, TikTok, remember, has the opportunity to give you 15-second videos or 60-second videos. So you can do something very quick, short, sharp in 15 seconds, add some very quick value, and there are people that have built up followings of hundreds of thousands and millions doing professional content on TikTok just in a different creative way. Um, and so, yeah, that's my next focus. But um, I would say that LinkedIn is absolutely uh, one of the best platforms to start on. And I would recommend doing it just because of that opportunity. If you wait for the next few years or the next five years, you're probably going to miss that golden opportunity. So you can actually build your brand now, just like I have for free, which affords you all the other opportunities that I mentioned. Um, and that allows you to then, um, you know, move into other platforms and move into other areas. So I highly recommend it. Very good. Um, very good. And I think that that's sort of staying ahead of the curve. So, you know, you, you do, you do focus on the professional, but then you're also finding the way to get that short form video piece, um, which there always has been something. There's always been some way of, you know, Vine was very popular, went away. Now TikTok, very popular. Yep. So there's always that type of content is going to be relevant. And I think the sooner you can find a way to take whatever message, it could be a soundbite, it could be a listicle, it could be something short and sweet and find a way to market it over a short form video that, that falls in line with how people, for good or bad, like to consume information. That's just the yeah. way people are. You're gonna be yeah. successful if you can figure that one out. So. And, just, and just dive deep in it. Like I, mean, like I said, I've been creating content for X amount of years now. Um, I'm confident in creating content, but going into TikTok, I'm like, I feel like I'm just starting in a new school. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't made any friends. I have no idea what's going on, um, but I'm willing to take that challenge whether I succeed or fail. Um, but jumping on the platforms um, that have all the opportunity in the world, and keep in mind, TikTok in February 
in February of this year outperformed WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. It's now received over 2 billion downloads. That's incredible. 2 billion downloads, like a quarter of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> downloaded TikTok. You know what I mean? So when we're talking about what kind of opportunities you get in different areas, make sure you take advantage of, of those opportunities when you see them early on because there's still a plenty of blue ocean out there. One thing um, I was also curious about was an Instagram influencer with 300,000 seems to be borderline multimillionaire. <laughs> Why does it seem like there's not money flowing into Instagram to the same extent? Is it because of what you mentioned? Like it's on the cusp, it's getting there. It's like, it's not the influencer platform that uh, an Instagram would be. I'm curious just yeah, why look, that I, may be. On that point, I think a lot of people on Instagram have curated lives. You know, I don't think a lot of people on Instagram are actually millionaires. Um, you know, there are definitely people like um, Kylie Jenner, for example. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the first person in history to actually become a billionaire off of a social media following, which when you think about it is just next level. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fake lives on, on Instagram. There's a lot of curated lives and I've seen a lot of uh, documentaries and, and even just YouTube clips about people just opening up and talking to that. But yeah, look, Instagram is very much in the influencer marketing space. LinkedIn is not just yet, um, but they're starting to figure out the power of it. Um, as in certain people that are switched on, that actually see the level of engagement and influence that certain people on LinkedIn have and are, are using that correctly, are starting to realize the power of influence marketing. Marketing going forward is going to all revolve around influence marketing. I guarantee you, we're seeing that right now because the power of it is insane. The power of, let's say, um, a Kylie Jenner going into a new cafe and taking a photo of her lunch and, and then giving a shout out is worth hundreds of thousands to that cafe. You know, and for her, it's quick and easy. Um, and so people are seeing the power of that. LinkedIn is going to start evolving into influencer marketing. Um, you'll notice a few people at the top already um, are um, promoting things that they, they already believe in. Um, and I think that's, that's going to continue. But we're not just there yet. Because it does still have that perception in some people's eyes as being that job-seeking platform of being that yeah. professional platform and not a platform where you can actually um, start to influence on that level. Um, it's not there yet, but mark my words, watch yeah. what happens over the next 12 months. And I think that's, I think it's smart to take that keep that in mind because so people look at it as a professional level or a professional platform, but think about all the companies that advertise to professionals. Think about all the software companies that want to get there. Like these, like you're not going to see a, a, a San Francisco unicorn advertising on Instagram, paying someone $100,000 for a post because there's nothing, to, there's nothing to post. But you can be damn sure if they know that you're tapped into a group of decision makers at all these Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies and they're listening to everything you're saying, they're going to tap into that and they're going to want those kinds yeah. of people to, to it's going to be, it's not going to be a picture. It may be a video. It may be copy. It may be, you know, a, a link, uh, an affiliate link, whatever, but it's not going to be a nice little picture. And there's a lot of money in tech. I don't think anyone's yeah, saying there's no money what? in tech. Yeah. And, and you touched on probably the most brilliant point there. And that is the number of senior level executives, business leaders, people that have wealth, people that are decision makers on LinkedIn compared to other platforms is, is insane. 
So, so there, there are 90 million people on LinkedIn that are actually senior level executive, executives and senior level influencers and 63 million that are actually in decision-making roles, right? So, I mean, when you've got influence over those people yeah, um, and, and you can potentially promote to those people, the power of marketing for that is, is enormous. Yeah. No, I even, you know, I even see it with like the, uh, the paid, like paid advertisement campaigns. They're not even influencer marketing, but paid advertisement campaigns on, on LinkedIn and the amount of granular targeting that you can do uh, to hit like, you know, VP level at this company it has been there for four years and, and all these different types of things that is like a, a marketer's, a marketer's dream, to be quite honest. I think that's going to, that's going to double down and, and fold over to, uh, to all the influencer marketing. Um, that was very good. Um, I appreciate it. A lot of, uh, a lot of insights and, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of understanding and learning LinkedIn. So I appreciate you coming on and, and speaking to, you know, your reality and your thoughts on it. Um, is there anything that I wanted to, was there anything about LinkedIn content creation marketing? Cause I, uh, you know, we've gone through a lot of stuff and I can't remember everything that I wanted to bring up, but is there anything that you thought that we missed or didn't touch on that you wanted to speak about in terms of content creation? LinkedIn, brand building, that kind of thing. Um, no, look, not, not off the top of my head. I, th I think we touched on a pretty, a pretty good spectrum of topics there. Um, yeah. I would just reinforce the power of content creation and, and for people to take advantage of that. You know, it's just um, the opportunity now, and I can't stress this enough, for you to actually change your life and the way you do things through content is now at a stage that it's never been at before. Um, and LinkedIn is just a platform for you to be able to do that on. There are a number of platforms you can do that. Um, there are people on TikTok right now with a million followers that are 16 years old and now getting brand deals worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so, I mean, the power of social media right now is at its absolute peak and LinkedIn hasn't even reached that peak just yet. So, uh, yeah, my message is take advantage. Good, good. Now for you, what's, uh, what's next? What are you, what's your next steps in your story? You know, you're, you're working with all these, uh, you know, these incredible people to deliver their messages, you know, brokering that knowledge to people through events and whatnot. You're building out your own brand. What do you want to do with your life next? Um, for Ahmed Imam, it's all about uh, trying to achieve my personal mission, you know, and that revolves around helping a million people build the confidence and courage they need to, to live their best life. Um, initially, I'm going to do that via content creation. I want to teach people to embrace themselves and create content, but also make content fun because it is fun. You know, a lot of people see content creation as a chore. Um, it's a bore. Um, you know, I don't have the time for it. Um, but once they understand how fun it can actually be um, and the fact that it's actually a game. And when you think about it as a game where you just start off at level one and you gradually grow your skill set. You go to level two, level three, level four, and that's literally all that I've done. And when you think about it as a game, you start to you know lose you know all those fears that you associate with putting yourself out there. With that's what I want to focus on. So I want to focus on being a confidence and content creation specialist, um, and assist as many people as I can through both of those things. Very good. Um, to, to close this, I like to ask a couple, like just, you know, life lesson questions. Um, one of them being, if you could tell your younger self one lesson over your career, what would that be? That would help you get to where you are faster. 
the best piece of advice um, I received was actually from Wayne Dyer, um, the, the, the spiritual coach and speaker. Um, and he said something that still hits me to this day. And he said, um, don't die with your music still in you. Right. And everybody that's listening to this and everybody that hears that they know what that music is. Cause as soon as you hear that something pops up in your head um, and whether it's, whether your music is painting or whether it's fixing cars or whether it's, you know, singing to a group of people or creating content or whatever it might be, don't die with your music still in you. And when I started off this self-improvement journey, when I was at my lowest in terms of self-esteem, um, I wish I heard that advice then because that probably would have uh, made me expedite my journey. Um, I was it's a powerful line. It's a very powerful line. I love that line. Yeah. yeah that's right. I mean, to interrupt, you said you, you were, you said you were fearful and, and that's what sort of pushed you over to, to do something. Yeah. Look, I was, I was absolutely fearful of just, um, you know, chasing what my genius was and I knew what my music was and it was more or less, um, creativity and, and speaking and, and, and those kind of things. But I had so many fears because I've been conditioned to feel fear and conditioned to feel that, um, what I have to say is, um, you know, not really of any value. And so I wish I knew that early on and uh, it would have expedited things, but I live by that now. Very you know, I'm, I'm making sure I seize every single day cause I'm not going to die with my music still in me. Anything that I have to share, I'm going to share and I'm going to do it very, very loud and proud as well. I love it. That's a, that's a very positive message. I really like that. Um, uh, I've always found leaders are readers. Um, so, you know, you have a mentor, you have a, you have a book, an audible, a podcast, something that someone listening that consume um and uh you know as per your recommendation what do you think people should go and go and check out um, i'm actually reading a book right now um that is probably one of the best books i've read in relation to content writing so as in writing copy and text and writing incredible copy and text and it's called everybody writes um so i, I would recommend you check that out um I've, uh, I've, I've been actually taking a lot of tips and I've personally learned a lot, uh, but that's probably my favorite content creation book that's out there right now. I, I just, I uh, just Googled it. I'm going to add it to my Amazon card cause I, I've never, uh, it's amazing. You'll love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's by, um, Ann Handley. Yeah. Um, it's an easy book to read, but the examples and case studies they give you in that just makes you think on a whole nother level. Um, and, and when you're trying to engage an audience, Copy is important. Text is important. Even when you're putting out video, you've got to put copy there. Um, yeah. But to be able to tell your story in a different way to actually engage, uh, which would lead, like we said, to, to more leads and more deals closing is a powerful skill set. So I highly recommend that. Very good. And if people want to, to find you, to contact you, to get in touch, LinkedIn, where do we go? Yeah, please reach out to me via LinkedIn. Please connect, follow. Um, let me know what you think of my content. I'd love to personally chat to you. Um, on TikTok, I've got four followers, so please feel free to jump on and show me some love. <laughs> yeah, what's the, what's the TikTok handle? I need to I need uh, to know, so I'll go follow. <laughs> the handle on TikTok is uh, the dot edutainer. The so dot edutainer. T H E dot E D U T A I N E R. You can find me on LinkedIn just via my name, Ahmed Imam, um, and I'd love to connect with you on both. And uh, yeah, let's see what this uh, TikTok journey can look like. All right. I appreciate it. That's all I got. Uh, anything else on your end or is that, is that good for you? No, that's, that's it, mate. That's all for today. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Success Story Podcast. 
You can download or stream this podcast wherever podcasts are available, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and many others. You can also watch this podcast on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, and peers. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. It takes about 30 seconds as it allows other people to find our podcast and lets our amazing guests reach even more people with their message. And remember, any rating is fine as long as it contains five stars. I'm Scott Clary from the Success Story Podcast, signing off. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers, they filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 